0: Welcome back to Through the Doors with Hunter Drayly. I'm here with James Holsley, and today we're going to be talking about uh, technology and how far it's coming, equipment, and the farming operation. Uh, James, I, I like to ask a question to everybody. What do you call the shirt, the pocket on your shirt?
1: What do I call the pocket on my shirt? Yep. Well, I don't have a pocket on this shirt, but a pocket. What do you use it for? I don't use it for anything. Really nothing no not pins nothing uh i don't ever put anything in my shirts
0: okay so do you see the future like the future of drone spraying like do you see like case and john deere like making their own drone sprayer and taking off with it because there's just these small companies that are making them right now
1: yeah um so that's a that's a that's an interesting question i you know Obviously, if I could see the future, right, I wouldn't be doing uh, what I do today. I'd, I'd probably have a lot more money than I do. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if we see companies like that adopt that technology, uh, like a Case or a John Deere. Rantizo um, you know, Rantizo would probably be one of the biggest ones that I'm I'm really familiar with. Uh, I think there's a, some other ones. I don't really know all their names, uh, but what I—I mean—you're starting to see. You know, I think I think there was a there was a just here recently. Uh, one of the companies made a uh, announcement that they have started a or they're releasing a automated system now. So before with those those drone sprayers, you would have to have somebody there change batteries. Yeah. Change tanks. tanks, all that thing. I, from what I understand, I haven't done a whole lot of reading as far as to what that means. Mm-hmm. I just saw the headline and uh, haven't had a chance to really catch up on it. I would assume that it's able to do all those things by itself. Um, so drone, drone spraying, I think one, one of the things that I think about technology in general is we are not going to see, everybody auto, automatically thinks that drones are just going to take over, right? Yeah. And they kind of thought the same with with all, all technology, for example, uh, you know I, I don't even want to consider Amazon technology, but it's just a different way of shopping. Yeah, they thought Amazon was going to take over, and, and it, it gained popularity, but you still have shopping malls and dealers Oh and yeah, still go do those things. So there's going to be a hybrid model, I guess. So in a roundabout way, what I think, I don't you know whether or not John Deere and Case adopt the technology, mm-hmm. um, I do believe that you will see a hybrid model. When these drones get, their efficiency get better uh, in the drone spraying realm, um, you know, where you'll see probably rigs, sprayers, as we know them today, covering those big acres mm-hmm. because they can do that really efficiently. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, smaller fields, cut-up fields, those kind of things might be more of a drone job. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my thoughts in general. Does yeah. that answer your question? Yeah.
0: Like there's, like we went to Nebraska and we've seen those drones flying around and how they got to change. Like whenever they change their tanks, they change their batteries. Mm-hmm. Do you think like they can like, make longer lasting batteries and make a tank last 50 to 75 acres?
1: Yeah, I do. So, I, you know, the battery technology has continued to get better over the years. Um, you know, what I would like to see or what I think would, you know, when I, when I think about drone spraying, <clears throat> they have... You know, in other countries where they can do this, they have drones, unmanned aircraft. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the quadcopters like you're, well, like we think. It's fixed-wing fixed drones. And they have like a seven or 800-pound payload. So they're carrying quite a bit of weight, and they yeah. can cover a lot of acres. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, to, to back my statement up, if we go to something like that in the United States, I could see those kind of drones taking a big piece of the yeah. spraying jobs um, or acres. Um, but uh, I got to get back to the question now, Hunter. Uh, what was your question again?
0: Do you think like they'll make bigger, like battery lasting? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: batteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you'll probably see. Yeah, the efficiencies, the ability to cover more acres. Uh, obviously, is I think the EV world, the electric vehicle mm-hmm. world, is probably going to create. Uh, or discover a lot of new technologies in the battery oh, yeah. space that will e- eventually make, make its way to those smaller patent batteries. Yeah.
0: How far do you think it can go? Like, can you see us waking up in the mornings and getting on our phones or computers and telling the tractor to go to a field and going back to bed?
1: No. Uh, that's that world where, you know, where I said, everybody thinks it's going to go to that, this extreme. Yeah. I think there's going to be a, a hybrid um, – you know, I think I think there will be a lot of things um, that will happen without human interve- intervention that can be done through like a phone.
0: Yeah, um, like they make tractors without like cabs now that are just uh, operator like you tell it to work like whatever ground that you're working, and it'll go back and forth and do its in rows, and then you got control it to a new field.
1: Right, right, right. So yeah, you gotta obviously guide it to the new field and yeah. those kind of things. Um and that's where that human intervention is probably gonna have a to have a play in it all.
0: Because there's uh, like there's gonna be some farmers with no no name roads that they're got some farm ground on. Like we have some down in the bottoms that's like just on a old dirt road that you couldn't really couldn't really tell that it's there.
1: Right, right, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing. Um to remember in, in the ag tech space is not, um, you know, you guys, we here in Missouri, we see a lot of it. There's not a lot of the same type of fields. You know, you, if you go oh, to yeah. Western, the Western great plains, I mean, it's a mile by mile. Oh, yeah. It's pretty homogenous there. Not, not so much here. And you'll see that a lot throughout the Midwest more. So there's all those little, um, uh, nuances that, agtech probably can't account for yeah that that keeps full automation from from happening yeah but but I do believe you know we'll see things where where you can have several pieces of equipment running with one person yeah overseeing those equi- that those oh, yeah. pieces of equipment
0: so do you like there's like grain cars that can obviously drive themselves now and you think like we'll have those in, like combines next and just a, you'll have a truck driver who will tell it where to go and you'll have someone pulling your head or
1: I don't know I don't think so I I don't know I I feel like um
0: because they're like grain carts where like you can just like tell the grain cart where where you're going and it'll like match your speed and it'll slow you all down and stuff
1: yeah yeah so they what do they call it tractor sense is Mm -hmm. that what they call that right now like it has a an operator in it I've been in several combines today uh, that 's kind of a, a widely adopted technology today yeah um, where that with that tractor sensor sink whatever it 's called um, but i've i 've heard of i 've yet to see it myself where they don 't have to have an operator at least in the cab yeah um, but i 've heard it 's demonstrated and and then oh, yeah. people are doing it in places yeah.
0: like uh um, nebraska husker days that 's where i seen it first okay. I was, it it just seemed weird, because you don 't have like I asked Dad. I was like, "Do you think we'll have like one day where a person will be in a semi, and that's yeah. that's the only operator out there is just a trucker?"
1: Yeah, I, I think there's so many things on a on a combine. Obviously, as sensing technology continues to get better, you know, maybe maybe they don't need somebody in the combine. To, to today, I just feel like there's so many little things like they yeah. have getting, you know,
0: like all the sensors just, that like can go bad, and yeah. and then you're down a whole machine because they could. Go into a ditch or something.
1: Right, right. And breakdowns is the big thing, right? And, and that's on any piece of equipment. But, oh, yeah. But, you know, in the combine, you think of like, you know, if your snapper, roll, you know, rollers break or anything mm-hmm. like, you know, something happens that you need somebody there to catch it or, or that piece of equipment stops. And maybe that is that person in the semi. Uh, but, you know, how long is the line at the elevator? I, mean, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. There's a whole lot of things to think about. I Honestly, I – I don't think anything's impossible. We've got you know, computers and anything about, you know, chat GPT and, and how oh, yeah. that's really taken uh, the world by storm and a machine's ability to have a conversation. And to, if you want to say, think uh, analyze maybe is the better word. Um, who knows? I mean, really, who knows? I just, yeah. I just don't see us going, you know, Everybody thinks of one extreme, but I think there's always a hybrid uh, that makes up the, the the reality.
0: Are you still in the seed world?
1: No, no. So, well, I guess in a roundabout way, yes.
0: Do you, like, how far do you think the chemicals and all the seed treatments can go? Like, do you think, like, uh, Carp, Daniel Carpenter, he's got a seed trooper where he can control all by his iPad. He just sits there and moves an auger
1: yeah yeah so you're talking about machine machine yeah. on the machine side or Correct. just technology like seed like uh, smart stacks or... yeah
0: the smart stacks
1: well department. what do you mean like what are you what is your like, question There's, is there several pieces
0: do you think that he'll do, he'll be able to just uh, move auger just click a button on his ipad and it'll just it can tell it what bin to go to and it'll put it in that bin and take it out to the seed tender that the operators like placed out there
1: uh so like without any human so he'll just be you know wherever Just, he's at, yeah, and on his iPad, it, and it would deliver it to him. I, you know, I don't know. I that's a that's a very interesting concept. I don't know um, if I've even thought about that yet. I, I mean, they they are, are trying semis, driverless semis.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I don't know what the type of in- infrastructure is needed to perform that kind of a job. Uh, if that, you know, if that tender that you're delivering to needs to have some type of GPS like if, or some type of If,
0: like the guy that's like planting does well like he need like a just tell the seed tender like to come back to the field or just kind of anything Yeah, so that's the because... that's the
1: biggest thing. I don't I don't you know I don't know. I I mean I always I don't I don't feel like we would ever see a day where you see those kind of things happening. Obviously you can, you know, your workflows automate those where Daniel could probably you know, push a button and it would pull the beans that need to be treated out of the bin that he's wanting to treat, oh, yeah, send them down the line. They've got that, they've kind of got that system already automated yeah. uh, today. So you're relying on less labor. Um, and that's really what's going to drive this automation uh, boom is the labor. Yeah. Right. The The lack of labor is maybe oh, yeah. probably the biggest thing. But also, you know, it, technology, you, you think about just this, tractor sink uh and how that lowers the barrier for entry mm-hmm. for a person that maybe has never operated a, a, a piece of equipment yeah it really takes a lot of pressure off them because that combine of the machine the, the technology is doing all the work when it, yeah. when it gets time to do the work all he's got to do is unload it at that point right yeah. and so um you know it doesn't take somebody skilled you could pull somebody out of the general workforce to have them do that, right? I mean, yeah, uh, with, with the technology. So I think, it, I think it helps replace people, but also lower the barriers of, barriers of entry.
0: As well. Like, do you think we'll have enough people like, that will understand all this technology that can, like, you can call up and be like, hey, I got a problem with my grain cart. It's not syncing up my combine correctly. Or do you think there will be enough people in that workforce that will understand all the technology?
1: Yeah, I think that's a problem today, right? Yeah. I mean, I think if you were to go ask any of the dealers around here, their problem is is attracting talent.
0: Did um, you go to like John Deere and Carrollton or Richmond and they're just – there's a help wanted signs everywhere. There's right. dying for techs or right. mechanics or even the showmen, <clears throat> the yeah. show floors.
1: You know, the, the nice thing about, uh, uh, I guess you'd say – capitalism is um you know when you have a hole if you want to call that a hole you know in in your your job labor force skill force um what has to happen eventually is somebody has to increase pay Mm -hmm. enough to attract somebody to those to those jobs yeah and and that will you know the markets will take care of itself there i think honestly um I, th- I think it's going to take uh, the ag industry being very uh, uh, creative and how they get talent to their field. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you see a lot of, a lot of companies, dealerships sponsoring okay. students that want to go into, like, diesel mechanics or yeah. technology. Uh, like there's
0: John Deere School in, I think it's somewhere in Missouri, and they John Deere will send you there and they'll pay for it and you just got to work it off.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, right, right. So they have, just... they have those type of uh, uh, programs. And I, I think you'll see, I think you'll just see, continue to see people, this, the industries adapt. I mean, obviously, you know, technology will help bridge some of that as far as yeah, yeah. the number of people needed to perform a task or, or do a job. Uh, but I, I still believe there's always going to be that human intervention. And human yeah, piece.
0: I feel like there's going to be. Always gonna need you're gonna need someone to come out and fix your computer or your right. tractor itself.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You're always gonna need some personal interference.
1: Correct. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, thank you very much, James. Got one more question though. What's your favorite tractor?
1: What's my favorite tractor? Yeah. Well, okay. I uh. My 720 would be John Deere 720. Okay. So, and the reason being. And I, it really doesn't even have to be a 720 it could be the, I think they have the, the 520, 620, mm-hmm. and 720, I believe. I think so. Um, but I really like that big yellow band on the side of them. I just think they're beautiful. I've, I don't have one. Uh, my, uh, my dad has a 3010 that he restored and a, a 70. Um, but, yeah, I've always wanted a I've always wanted a seven twenty.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Through the Doors. Be sure to tune in next time where I talk to another agriculturalist from my community.